Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is Crown Corner. Charlotte FC coming off of a Wednesday defeat at Philadelphia Union and getting ready for the weekend match at Columbus Crew. Will Pelagic, Jessica Charman here with you as Charlotte FC tries to get themselves back on track in a positive way. Jess, a quick look back to what we saw against Philadelphia. And I think at least the one thing we are thankful to say is that uh, we don't have a midweek match for another couple of weeks. And uh, the next one will be off of a full week's break. So at least from Charlotte FC's perspective, uh, the congested match schedule uh, at least goes away following this weekend. Yeah, I think we saw the drop-off in the level that we were able to perform at with a lot of that congestion. You heard Latanzio talk about how excited he is to be able to get some training minutes under his belt. I know before the match against Philadelphia Union, you had asked him about what their plan would be for practice, and basically they wouldn't be able to have practice. They were just having to do mental preparation so now with the less congested schedule, they're actually able to work on things technically. I think that's going to be an important improvement for the crown. In terms of the actual match, didn't think we played badly. Thought we were organized. Thought that, you know, we hung neck and neck with Philadelphia Union for a very, very long time and did ourselves a decent amount of justice. Unfortunately, perhaps settled for that nil-nil draw a little too early and that defensive-mindedness maybe removed our opportunity to create anything going forward. And once we conceded the goal, it was always going to be a 1-0 result. Yeah, I saw some uh, some polarizing reaction. Uh, a lot of people were angry about the early subs. I know you and I were both uh, critical of that uh, in the moment. And then even after thinking about it, just uh, kind of reflecting back on it, hearing Latanzia talk about it after the contest. And, you know, there are certain things that we don't get privy to when we're in there and calling the match. I think you and I both thought of the fact that maybe Carolyn Vargas had himself a head injury, but come to find out that Carolyn was just fine. So we're happy about that part. But like I said, like I said in the match, and I think you said it as well, I think we both felt like they could maybe, you know, milk that lineup for another five to ten minutes, and maybe at least try and get something going more forward before you remove the two most creative players you had on the pitch in Merrim and Vargas for a rookie in Patrick Ajiman and then a defensive sub in Guzman Carujo. I can appreciate him wanting to get Guzman some minutes. And I know that, you know, you have to make it happen. You have to rip the band-aid off at some point. But at least for me, it felt like maybe a bit too soon. And I think we saw Guzman not maybe in his best moments. And I think it's also a lot to ask of the young man in Ajiman, especially from the standpoint of, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of MLS minutes underneath his belt. And asking him to, in a moment like that, be a dominant force, I think it's a, a lot to put on the young man. Yeah, I think that, look, Merrim was tired. You could see he was tired, but he was still making some runs and he still offers something on the field that not many players in our team have at the moment, which is that experience, that maturity and many professional seasons under his belt. So we took him off and missed that. And then Kerwin, at the time, we both thought it had to be something to do with a head injury because he was the brightest spark on the field. Was he a little fatigued? Yeah, but the kid is in his early 20s. You know, he's got the energy to go up and down a little bit longer. And I think you saw in his reaction as well. He didn't look like he was ready to come off the field. So that one was the one 
that shocked me the most because Kerwin was the only player really creating anything of his own doing in those spaces. And to take him off, we lost that. I want to shout out Patrick Adjiman because I think he did a very good job of being a nuisance. He offered a different dynamic up top to uh, Karas Federsky. I thought that Adjiman looked passionate. He looked like he was giving his all, but he didn't get the service that perhaps he would have liked to on a couple of opportunities, or maybe he'd have been able to be a hero off of the bench like we saw Brandon Cambridge uh, at home. And it's one of those where look, we can think back and try and say what could have been, could have been, but now we have to avoid making those sorts of mistakes again. And for Guzman Corujo, yeah, I just, he he's not Guzman yet. You know, there was mm -hmm. a slide tackle and you were like, the last player of the game, he put in this crunch and slide tackle. And you're like, that's the Guzman Corujo that we know, but it's going to take time. For me personally, I'd like to see him get 90 minutes at Crown Legacy. I don't think it's going to happen that way now that we've seen him in MLS play. But I feel like instead of just that hour at Crown Legacy, he would have benefited from a full 90 minutes down in that division as well. Yeah, one of the things that Latanto said about that was that, look, the, the level of Crown Legacy playing at it, it it's not necessarily the same. And, and from a fitness standpoint, he feels that that Guzman is great. It's just getting the, the mental part of the game and, and testing out the knee and making sure that it's durable. That's a very hard thing at MLS speed to simulate even at the, the crown legacy MLS next pro level. So I, I think, like I said before, it probably is something of, you know, they're going to have to do it at some point. Eventually. Uh, I'm not saying that that move cost Charlotte FC the match, but I do feel like th they've had to be very, very careful with the way that they use Guzman and, and make sure that uh, the way that they sub him in, if it's not going to be, you know, uh, him starting from the beginning of the contest, it is going to have to be in point scenarios. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe it happens maybe at halftime this uh, this next match or whether or not that comes next week, just because I think from that standpoint, you're looking at right now how much he can push that, that injured or at least recovering knee. Yeah, but I also think you have to read it based on the game. I think it's so important. At the end of the day, the team is more important than an individual player. And that's no disrespect or slander towards Guzman Carujo. But I think that the fan base and probably everyone in the squad cares more about winning collectively versus sure. integrating minutes. And if changing up the back line at the halftime, if the game's at nil-nil isn't the smart thing to do, then you can't cost the team by making those decisions. But it was very, very exciting to see Gorujo back. And if we can get him to 100% and he can return to the player or even better than the player that we saw before the ACL tear, then this defense is just about to upgrade itself. Yeah, it makes a difficult decision. And that's something that I acknowledged with Christian Latanzo. He says he doesn't really have a lean yet in terms of which way he wanted to go. Uh, there's the opportunity potentially to go with three at the back in certain moments if you want to be a little bit more defensive and give the uh, people on the wing or at least on the, the fullback position slash wingback position a little bit more freedom. But that's obviously something that I think from Charlotte FC is a, a not this weekend question, at least from a start. Uh, but one thing they are going to have available to them is two players coming off the bench. Looks like uh, McKenzie Gaines and Ben Bender are back and available for selection for Charlotte FC head coach Christian Latanzio. At least in that vein, Jess, it offers Charlotte FC something they didn't have. Yes, you would have loved to have Enzo Capetti and Camille Josviak back. And again, it just looked like at least another week uh, from those two guys to at least feature back in the lineup. But at least Ben and McKenzie back uh, at least gives Charlotte FC something more to play with off the bench. Yeah, and ironically, it's more experience off of the bench, which you never think you're going to say with a second-year professional like Ben Bender, but he knows what this club's about. And he's been very good before the injury and the moments that he has featured. Uh, I think he's been exciting, and we've seen the development 
a Ben Bender in terms of his physicality, strength and speed uh, of thought process behind releasing balls. When it comes to McKinsey, we've seen a development in McKinsey games as well with the assists, with the not just flashy pace. And even if it is just flashy pace, what a great asset to have off of the bench against a tired back line if you can throw him in for 15 minutes against a back line that's already played the first 75. Certainly so. And we'll now look at the Columbus squad, which Charlotte FC beat 1-0 in their matchup last time they saw them. And, you know, it's a much different squad now, Jess, because they are hurting at the back. Uh, they're going to have to uh, can kind of be very creative with the way that they use their back line. They've been using Multi Amundsen, who's normally an outside defender, uh, as a central defender. Uh, they do still have the firepower up front with Cucho Hernandez, who Charlotte FC missed in the first matchup. Uh, Aiden Morris, who came very, very close to equalizing late against Charlotte uh, in the opening match in that contest. And obviously the sensational power as the central attacking midfield of Lucas Zellerayan. Still a tough test for Charlotte on the road, but I think they have to feel a little bit of confidence going into this one, knowing the way that they acquitted themselves in the opening match. I do. But as we know, when you travel away in MLS, things are very different. And you look at the Columbus crew and their home record is absolutely incredible. They've only lost one time since last August. In almost a calendar year, they've lost at home one time in MLS. That's insane. you know. And they are a mm -hmm. team that's very, very confident in MLS when they're playing in their home stadium. So I think you have to take, and Latanzio kind of came out and said it today as well, that look, we cannot go into this one feeling that we've got an advantage just because we won 1-0 when we played at home. We've got to be respectful and not get arrogant. I do think this is a side that Charlotte FC, if they are able to be more attacking and create more opportunities, can capitalize on the defensive mishaps, like you said, with an inexperienced back line that hasn't played too many minutes together. But on the flip side, Charlotte FC needs to defensively find a way to do a little bit better themselves because you're playing against real quality. You look at Kucha Hernandez and Charlotte FC were probably a little blessed to not have to play against him when they uh, were at home. He's on form right now. I think he's had a goal contribution in the last six games, looking for a seventh straight game with a goal contribution. That consistency it is quite intimidating when we haven't, well, we've had two clean sheets this season. Exactly. And, and you think about Charlotte's game against Philadelphia and the fact that Philadelphia made it very, very difficult for Charlotte FC to, to get some answers offensively. I'm wondering what variations Christian Latanzio might make, whether it's to the lineup, whether it's to uh, potentially tactically, just because it seemed uh, we've, we've gotten kind of sometimes into these offensive ruts where it gets very predictable. A lot of times it's uh, uh, going down the one flank and playing hit and hope uh, in the middle. Uh, I would love to see a little bit more creativity in the midfield, wondering uh, how Christian Latanzio perhaps solves that riddle. Yeah, it felt like it was the Kerwin show uh, for the entire first half of the game. And it's great. Kerwin Vargas is a confident player and he's willing to take players on. But it can't be so one-dimensional. It can't be so predictable just crossing the ball to one side and always looking for the ball to be distributed wide, for a cross into the box. You've got to change up that dynamic a little bit. I think Carroll as the number nine is struggling. He's struggling to see the ball. It's a little bit like when he plays at that wing role. He's not able to get on the ball. He tries to drop in as a false nine, but then he's got no one ahead of him. His touch isn't on fire. I think Carroll, as we know, is the best compliment to this side when he's playing at the number 10 position but without Enzo Capetti that may be difficult do you think it's something where I mean you mentioned how great Ajiman was does Christian Latanza maybe give Ajiman a chance up top from the start and push 
Carroll back to the 10. I know that that'd be a pretty bold move to make happen, but but is that something maybe Latanzo gives a try on? I think that if you want to have your best players in their best positions, then you've got to find a way to get Karis Widerski into that number 10 role because that's where he's able to pull the strings. Did Adjuman show enough in the time that he was on the pitch? I don't think he was given the opportunity to show enough just because he wasn't able to get the possession, didn't get that pass from Karis Widerski that we look back at a golden opportunity where Carroll could have passed it across to Adjuman. So I'd be interested. We know when Brennan Cambridge had his fantastic match and the two goals he didn't start afterwards so i'll be interested to see whether latanzio takes that gamble to start a rookie but i think that if his work rate and energy is anything to go by patrick Adjaman is a, a really great asset and could and do it, well with a starting position and they will have two wingers available off the bench as you mentioned with cambridge available and mckenzie Gaines available you could have also a potential sub opportunity uh with carol uh, with uh, ben bender potentially coming on a play uh, maybe in that 10 if uh, if Ajiman doesn't necessarily feature well you could push carol up or uh, vice versa so there could be some issues if uh, latanzio decides to go that route charlotte fc columbus crew were on the air saturday at seven o'clock for a 739 first kick from columbus Ohio. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Just safe right up. And hopefully we're talking about three points off the weekend. Please, please, please. Charlotte FC and Columbus crew. And it's also available free on Apple TV this weekend. All matches across MLS are free as well. So be sure to get to Apple TV. Find us. Turn the sound down. Turn on uh, the WFNZ app or whatever you've listened to us across the Charlotte FC radio network. We'll talk to you on Saturday.